And we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because I need an excuse to drink wine tonight in celebration because uh, it doesn't happen very often. But uh, we're going to... I don't know about everybody else, but I'm going to drink because I want to drink and celebrate. And that's what I'm going to do. Doesn't does it Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell sound so good? It's um, it's good, but it's not as good as ex senator would. Well, that would be better. That would yeah. be better. Part I'm of this still is like minority. Part of this is follow through with the old adage that sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name. That's S-H-U-J-I-N. Good to be back with you. Let me go ahead and introduce you, everybody, um, and hope that things work out the way that they're supposed to. From the Midwest of the U.S., Bridget Fitch, good morning. Well, still evening here, but good evening. I I just feel so relieved that I can like put my passport back in my drawer now. True that. Uh, we will come back around momentarily, perhaps, from the wonderful wine countries, almost, of Paris, France. Joseph, good morning. Glad you're able to make it. Morning. And, uh, well, Unrenode Tech is going to be with us, but uh, he's busy dealing with, um, fauna. He's muted out, but he'll be joining us properly momentarily but uh it's it's he's herding cats literally literally and as someone who does network engineering he knows a little something about that so yeah tonight i am uh, pouring my wine for those of you that don't remember for whatever reason this is my traditional wine this is the stuff i have usually gotten like every year although the last couple of years i haven't bothered because well um health with everybody and you know just hadn't gone through enough to buy another case but uh you know the stuff that i get from uh, woodbury vineyards out here in west new york this is their niagara this is the stuff that my wife and i taste tested one time and we both just absolutely loved it it's also from the same group that told us the only question that matters when selecting a wine is Will you enjoy drinking it? Everything after that doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how much it is. Doesn't matter if it's white, red, bubbly. Doesn't matter. If you're not going to want to drink it again, what the hell's the point? Wine is to be enjoyed. And if you're not enjoying it, the hell's the point? So, good to be back with you all. Yeah, unfortunately, the time change happened here in the U.S., which means we're back to 0505 UTC, which is a whole reason why I make sure that I put the UTC times in the show notes for everybody. Because we record over here in the East Coast of, well, North America, 12.05 a.m., and that stays consistent. But because the time shift, you know, UTC is malleable for when we are. With any luck, maybe they'll just finally just say, you know what, screw it, we don't need to do it anymore. I've got high hopes for that, but, you know, 
is what it is. But in any case, let's go ahead and uh, greet the folks, because we were having a little bit of a chat before the show actually started. So if you join us live, you can be over there in the live chat. So Stephanie, glad you're able to make it. Yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. And it was really freaky, too, the way that Bridget and I were talking before we got started. And the points you were bringing up were just like <laughs> right on the money, man. Exactly the same stuff that we were talking about at the time. And Felis, hi. Good evening to you, too. It's good to be back with you. So, yeah. Bridget, you want to you wanna do a real quick fill-in for folks to explain why the celebratory stuff? Because we were told for months that the GOP was going to win a huge amount of Senate seats and House seats and all this stuff. And so we had been terrified of losing the election because there were you know, a bunch of people that were running for positions like Secretary of State, people that were you know, wanting to be on the board of electors and, and things like that. And the election deniers happened to get their asses stomped. So we don't have to worry about these, you know, states that were trying to put in people who would say, well, we don't care what the votes are. We're going to put up whatever electors we want to. Yeah. None of those people won. Yeah. Or at the very least, we don't have to worry about it quite as much, but it is still a serious concern. We're oh, it's going to be an ongoing problem. Yeah. We're going to have to, you know, pay attention again in 2024 and all that. But for now, we have saved democracy. Thank you, Gen Z. Absolutely. You saved us. Yeah. The young vote, which would be uh the newest voters, eighteen to what did they what did they top it out at? Like twenty four, twenty five years old, I think. Something like that. Twenty five. Like I know my my kids Gen Z. Yeah. They the exit polls said that that group of voters, the the youngest voters, like I said, eighteen to, to I forget what it was, twenty, twenty five, whatever. They came out. And even though they are 20, I think 20, uh, the, their demographic is like 20% of the voting populace, I think. I don't remember what the numbers are. They came out like three to one. Am I thinking, am I thinking about that right? They came out roughly 75% for progressives and Democrats. And that was a huge deal. So they much, saved us. Yeah. And so much so that, and I, I haven't had the opportunity of like tracing this one down a little bit. And Joseph, you're going to love this one. Supposedly, now this, this, like I said, I haven't been able to trace this one down because I just didn't yet. Supposedly, there are some lawmakers that have floated the idea and it, it it could be just rumor mill right now. Floated the idea of changing the voting age from eighteen to twenty one. In I order saw to, that. In order to cut out, you know, th the young vote. Now, like I said, I can't verify if that's true or not, but it sounds plausible enough. And you know, Joseph, you may not be following uh, the U.S. elections because I mean, shit, you're not over here, but. Hearing that, I gotta imagine you've just gotta be looking at the whole thing and just going, what bullshittery this is. Yep, just more cutting corners. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that's all of what's going on. Uh, Those 18 year olds, uh, they haven't had their free will beaten out of them yet. So. And that's good. That's a very good thing. So yeah, we are very happy about that. Um, we know full well that we're not out of the woods by any stretch of the imagination, but we can at least breathe without a hitching in our throats anymore, or at least for the time being. Um, before I go ahead and get with my opening, I do have to do one thing, which is I need to change literal hats. For those of you that listen to the audio version of the show, I have traditionally worn a blue baseball hat, which is half my, um, you know, blue versus those red hats with the lettering stitched on them, which are made in China, not in the U.S., apparently, for whatever reason. Go fig that. But the hat that I've got is a blue one, and it is specifically for the ride for Roswell, which is the the cancer hospital here in Buffalo. They were the ones that helped my wife when she was ill, and I've done my best to support them every opportunity that I can. Tonight, though, I need to change actual, literal, physical hats for the night and put on this, my purple floppy hat, believe it or not, in honor of the passing of, which side is it supposed to curl over on? You know what? Whatever. I'll just make it flat. I don't care. It's fine. Uh, in in honor of the loss of Kevin Conroy, for those of us that don't necessarily recognize the name, for a generation and a half or two, he was the voice of Batman. From the animated series starting in 92, he was, he was the voice. And for some of us, he is the voice of Batman. And unfortunately, he passed uh, this week due to illness. If I saw the news reports correctly, part of it had to do with cancer. So I guess it's fair for me to go ahead and say, yet again, fuck cancer. So I'm going to wear my Joker-esque purple floppy hat because, well, it's what I can do. In the meantime, how about I get things rolling and we'll see when uh, tech finally gets over here. And well, that's interesting. Sorry, I'm look I'm looking at the information for uh, the stream, and it says I had a couple dropped frames there. Um, sorry about that hiccup, guys. If you noticed it, if you didn't, you know what? Go. Cool. It's fine. So let me get things rolling over here. So with five minutes on the clock, your five-minute freestyle starts right now. This week, it is labeled Nostalgia. Tuesday, I drove out to the college to go pick up my son so that we could go and vote together. Because it's been a tradition for quite a while. Before I moved up here, which means uh, before 92? Uh, yeah. Before 92, November 
of 92, as a matter of fact. I remember it very clearly. I hadn't voted. Seriously, uh, it, it just was never a thing. Well, no, there was the one time back in the late 70s, early 80s, where you could cut out a postcard for trying to vote whether the Trix rabbit should be allowed to have Trix cereal. Yes, I participated in that, but actual, you know, voting, I hadn't done that until I moved up here. And then I did. And I have been voting pretty much every opportunity that has come up. Midterm, full election, I'm there. And because of the way that things had played out, I took my son. Because, you know, it, it what happens, you know, I'm, it's not like I'm going to leave him hanging around on his own at four, four years old here in the house. That's, that's just stupid. But I would take him with me, and we would go down to town hall, and we would – well, I, I would take him into the literal voting booth. Now, for those of you that don't necessarily remember it, once upon a time ago, there used to be mechanical voting booths. And here in New York State, if I remember right, in the Buffalo area is where a good majority of them were manufactured. So, you know, we still had them out here. And apparently they were a pain in the ass. They were a pain in the ass to keep working with, to reprogram, to keep them maintained, and they were finicky. But it was traditional, man. It was the good old-fashioned, you know, walk in, grab the big handle, slap it over to the one side, and the curtain behind you closes. Hit all the little levers, crank it back, everything's registered. Curtain opens and off you go. And I took my kid. I took my kid with me. And when we were driving from the school to town hall, we talked about it. Because he still has memory of that, even though it's been a very, very, very long time. And we both kind of miss it. You know, there is something, there's, come, there's something special about it, even though it is a really, really bad system. When all is said and done, it's a really bad system. And I know for a while there are going to be some people who are just going to be like, well, I mean, why? It's, it's fun. It's novel. It's, it, it is a pain in the ass to set up. It was a pain in the ass to maintain. They were temperamental. And there is no way of going back afterwards to find out if everything was logged correctly. Because they didn't have a paper trail, literal paper trail. And that's why these days, simple paper ballots are simply the best. They really are. None of this hanging chad system, none of this BS about, you know, punching holes in the paper. Nah, man, you, you get a, you get a, you get a paper ballot, you get a pen, color in the circle for your vote. Make sure that everything is right. Bring it over to a machine that scans to see, is everything tabulated? Cool. Everything's tabulated. And it keeps the paper balanced so that afterwards it can be checked. It's a simple system. I wish 
that those old machines were still in use, but not the way that you think. I wish they could be brought to elementary schools so the kids could have fun using them, voting, learning what it looks like to vote, to have an opportunity to do that, so that the mystique is gone. It's no longer a, well, I don't do that because I'm not old enough. Because when you're old enough, you'll remember. It'll be something that you'll enjoy doing, and it won't be such a problem to find time to do, because you'll want to do it. That's why I want those machines to still exist. This is episode, there it is, 4.30 on the docket, Your Honor. It's dangerous to go alone. Take this. So, yeah, um, the news reports have been unkind to folks who are um, Democrats. So... Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna have a little bit of a talk about that because there is the inevitable pendulum swing. And I'm really afraid about all that stuff that's gonna be happening over there. And I heard you, uh, complaining over there from the east coast of the US. Unrenowned Tech, you made it. Good yeah, morning. Well, you know. Uh, I didn't make sure to go out and vote. <laughs> a little bit late to do that now. Oh, well, you know, I wanted to get that second vote in, so I guess it won't, I won't have to worry about that. Uh, Koloth for Emperor? Is that who you're voting for this year? Uh, no, no, no. I was voting for uh, Voltaire. Oh. <laughs> what, was that, what was that one guy's name? Voltaire said God is dead, remember? No, I, I, got, I got that. I got that. I'm trying to remember. Um... The, the, the guy that's been like on ballots all the time wears a, 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 a rubber. Santa Claus? No, wears a, a, a rubber, uh, boot on his head all the time. Oh, I don't know that guy. I, I can see his face in my head. But... Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. I just can't remember what the hell his name is. Now, honestly, if I was going to write in, like, um, First off, I voted in the time constraints and in the appropriate manner. And I agree with you, by the way, on bringing back the old machines, the ones that even I grew up with. Yeah. Um, funny enough, when I went to vote, after I was done, I was talking with somebody who was definitely part a, uh, on the Republican side of the political, uh, political spectrum. And we were talking about, you know, remembering going in to a booth that had curtains because now you have this little stand with these little uh, plastic version of corrugated cardboard for walls. And we remember, you know, going into the big booths for training and such as kids. Mm -hmm. And we both agreed that no matter who you support, every kid should have learned how to uh, use those machines and they should bring them back because they were reliable, they were robust. Sure, it took longer, but they also, during the time of teaching you to use the machines, taught you the importance of going and doing it. They don't teach that anymore. We both believe that it, you know, it was nice to meet somebody on the opposite side of the table and meet in the middle on a topic. I love that. And I can't actually say on the opposite side of the table because 
while I'm registered for Democrat, I'm a moderate. There's just no moderate, you know, thing on the ballot. And, um, but it's nice to, to meet uh, various people that I disagree with a lot of things on and actually meet in the middle on something. But, uh, no, if I was going to do a write-in on something, like, let's say somebody was running for a district office, there was only two people running for it, I didn't like either one, didn't want either one to win, didn't want to give my vote to either one, and I didn't think either one was the lesser of two evils, I would write in Ming the Merciless. You know, because at least if Ming wins, then we know we will eventually get Flash Gordon to set things right. There, there is a, you know, funny enough, uh, real quick before we have to go to the, before we have to go to the scopes, real quick. Um, I told the little one that, uh, and, and I will admit this freely. I voted across the board Democrat line. And if there was someone who was not, Republican or conservative, like in one of the third party groups, I would vote for them. But if there was an otherwise unopposed person who was Republican, I'll skip those. Yep. And the guy is, you know, my guy is just like, wait, you can do that? I'm like, um, yeah, yeah. Actually, actually you can. And yeah. he's just like, oh shit, I didn't. <laughs> What people forget is that registering for a party means that you get to vote for the people that are running for particular offices and they might be running against their own people. You get to vote to have a say in which one of those people you want to vote and run in the primaries. So I can't go and choose, well, you know, Donald Trump and... I don't know. Marjorie Taylor Greene are, are, are running for president, both trying to run for president on the uh, Republican ticket. I can't vote to say, well, I don't want Marjorie. I, I want Trump to run. I want him to have the support, not Marjorie. And I don't have a say in that because I'm registered as a Democrat. If I was registered as a Republican, I would have a say in that because that would be my party at that point. Yeah. They ought to just do open primaries like we do in Indiana. We just tell them we want this or that ballot, and that's what we get. Yeah, there is. It that. doesn't matter what you're registered. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but the the point of it was, my guy was just like, I didn't know that I could just leave it blank. And funny enough, he he said, you know what? The next time that that comes up, I'm going to write your name in on the write in part. <gasps> cool. Hmm. The, um, That'd be interesting. Yeah, the, the, the big thing with me is that uh, I'd really like to see the system changed. And in the many of the atheist forums that I was in um, before the voting started, a lot of them were talking about, hey, we really need to actually start voting Democrat just to get some sane people in office. Then we can start voting for the independent people who better, if there are independent people, who better represent the things that we want in terms of changes. Because if we can get the, the Democrats are more likely to work with independent, um, uh, labels than they are with the, than the Republicans working with. Mm -hmm. And I was like, 
yeah, you're not wrong. You're really not wrong. If you can take a long-term view, if you're willing to go the distance, yeah, then you can make it a clean sweep of Democrats across the board, give them a solid, solid, solid foundation. Then start working in the various independent and other and moderates and so on that better represent your interests, and you're more likely to succeed. But if you have fully Republican-controlled House and Congress and so on, yeah, you're not likely to get those people. Well, we will have to see where we get to after this, though. But let's let's get on for the horrible scopes. Yes, it is that time. So for those of you that know what your astrological sign is, cool. Those of you that don't, it's not really going to matter, so don't worry too much about it. Aries, reminding you that you shouldn't take legal advice from a horrible scope, but sheet music from 1926 and earlier is public domain. Meaning, if you wanted to write the next big musical hit, you've already got 75% of the work done for you. Big Bad Bill is Sweet William now was originally written in 24. So you could do your best crappy Van Halen impersonation and still be legal. Get out that six string and don't bother tuning it up. Parnas. Why is there something rather than nothing? Don't look at us that way. It's an interesting question. Is this the only universe? Do we live in the only cosmos? Or are there an infinite number of nearly identical parallel universes to this one? And where are they parked? This week, ask if you're allowed to take a driving test with automatic parallel parking systems. That is a legitimate question. I don't know yet. I would imagine that that might be allowed where states have autonomous driving laws. That'd be interesting. I'll have to look that up for New York State. Uh, do you want Joe or myself to go next? Uh, we'll have you go and then Joe. Okay. Gemini. <laughs> you need to learn the difference between musical groups with the same name. The song Radioactive, 1985, was done by The Firm. Not to be confused with the group who did the song Star Trekkin' from 1987 called The Firm. So, it's like so confusing. (laughs) Now I got this song stuck in my head, love it. You're welcome. Thank God I don't remember it. Uh, I'll sing a few lines for you later. No. No, you won't. (laughs) Your high school language arts teacher would be both proud and horrified at you. You've been directly responsible for coining a new meme expression completely by accident, mind you. Your lackluster B-minus grade average never hinted at this outcome in your formative years. At your next school reunion, just remind everyone that you were inspired by a god who reminded you that all words are made up. It's true. It's true. Leo, the modest slinky began in 1945, and across its lifetime, it's humbly helped shape children's imagination ever since. 
It's been used as a classroom teaching tool, a portable and extendable radio antenna in wartime, and even flew on Space Shuttle Discovery in 85 for astronaut Margaret Rhea Seddon to demonstrate its behavior in zero gravity during a telecast to the world. This week, remember, humble beginnings can turn into long-term impact. Virgo, are you familiar with the Mastroishka doll? You might better know it as the Russian nesting doll. This week, you're going to need to buy a specific tool for a specific job that needs to be done, but you'll discover after you've bought it that you'll need another tool to help set up the original tool. This week, make sure you think through what you need to buy for yourself. Okay, so how is that properly pronounced then? I'm not sure. Matryoshka. Yeah, because... I don't know. Okay. Uh, so I, I remember in junior high when I was still learning the Russian alphabet and Russian culture stuff, my teacher had spent 10 years in Russia mm-hmm. back when it was still the USSR. And she introduced us to the Russian nesting doll, and she pronounced it Matryoshka. Okay. Now, it was painted as a little old lady, and if I remember correctly, Matrushka is grandma? Or something akin to it? I... Or no, wait, that's Babushka. I'll take your word on that. But it, yeah, she pronounced it Matrushka. And I, I remembered it ever since, so unless she pronounced it wrong, of course. Well, she probably pronounced it correctly, yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely don't know Russian. I know a few words. That's about it. Yeah, babushka. You In the Ukrainian, it's babusa. You know enough to, <laughs> to to know how to tell people that Putin has a little dick. So you know, it's fine. yeah, I know that much. I saw that whip. <laughs> oh, talking about little Libra. You want to impress with flash? don't have a lot of cash? Just remember this. A cut and polished one carat cubic zirconia stone will cost roughly $20. And a two carat, about $30. A one carat diamond will start at $1,800. Truth be told, in a casual situation, nobody will be able to tell the difference. So this week, fake it before you make it. And, hey, yep. truth be told, my first earring was actually a cubic zirconia, and it looked great. Uh, Scorpio, did you know that back in the old iPod days, Apple had to break the randomizer function on the device? It's true. A true randomizer could have, theoretically, played the same song several times in a row. Depending on the size of your collection, it wouldn't be easy, but possible. They intentionally wrote a routine to make sure that didn't happen. This week didn't have. <laughs> this week, don't leave things to random chance because they could happen over and over and over again, and you're too old and crotchety to have to deal with that now. That is a hundred percent true. Yeah, I've noticed that people seem to have a hard time with uh, chance, probability, statistics, things like that, and it, it's you know. Unless you know the method for flipping a coin 
and making it come up the side that you want it to do. Like I can do that. I can flip a coin and I can make it come up heads or tails as I want it to be. But if you can't do that, when you flip a coin, you have a 50-50 chance of it coming up heads or tails. It doesn't matter that you flipped it three times in a row and you got heads three times in a row. When you flip that fourth time, you don't have a higher chance of it coming up heads just because it did before. It's still a 50-50 chance. Okay? The, the only time that that probability changes is when you're trying to do a predictive model of, well, what are, is the possibility that I'm going to do heads four times in a row? That's not a 50-50 chance. That's a different mathematical but a lot of people seem to have a very hard time with this. It's mind-boggling to me. And it drove me up a wall when I first heard about that. That be that Apple was all worried that people were going to be all upset that they could theoretically have their same song play three times in a row. Ooh, can't have that. Sagittarius. Visible light is just a specific frequency of electromagnetic energy, the same kind of energy that sends music to your car to listen to. So imagine this. If we could actually see what we call radio waves, we might be actually able to see Wi-Fi signals bouncing around our houses or office buildings. This week, send a tweet of appreciation to Commander Jordy LaForge, while Twitter is still functional. <laughs> oh, boy. Capricorn, there's something we've always wanted to tell you, Capricorn, and here it is. We're getting pretty fed up with you. Week after week, we gave you a nicer scope than Aquarius, and don't you think they didn't notice, but you... You just squandered all the good stuff that came your way. So you know what? We made sure that the two billion Powerball never made it to you. And you know what else? We're going to make sure you never win more than $5 in any lottery ever. Because it'll be a long-term loss if you try to buy a coffee with your winnings. Stop gambling. Speaking of probabilities, <laughs> stop gambling. Aquarius, an interesting philosophical question was asked recently. Quote, For Halloween, do groups like Guar, Kiss, Ghost BC, and Mortis get dressed up in 80s yuppies clothing? While you spend the weekend considering that, all your half-price chocolate is stolen out of your freezer. Thanks for the three musketeers! Talk to you next week! Fun fact, Three Musketeers used to be three flavors inside one candy bar wrapper. A chocolate, a strawberry, and a vanilla. Basically, Neapolitan. But the chocolate was, uh, they reduced it to just chocolate, I believe, during one of the wars. To save, uh, because they had, it was... It's fine. The other flavors weren't winning anything. And, but it's fine. I would love to get my hands on an original in, in tip-top shape edible shape to taste the flavors that they had put in there. I'm just saying, man. I like the Apocalypse. Scoop sideways. Uh, 
Piety. We don't sing. That's a direction that's not a... <laughs> Alright, you know what, whatever. Um, you want me to say challenge accepted? Uh, <laughs> if you're on a highway and Roadrunner goes beep beep, just step aside or you might end up in a heap. Roadrunner, Roadrunner runs down the road all day. Even the coyote can't make him change his way. Roadrunner, the coyote's after you. Roadrunner, if he catches you, you're screwed. Now that earworm is in your head. Call your GP and schedule a physical. You're older than you want to be, you want to admit to. Meep, meep. There are people right now that are probably really hating me, and you know what? The feeling's mutual. Every time I hear beep beep, though, I don't think of Roadrunner. I think of the song beep beep about the little Nash Rambler. No, I I, I think of the uh the satellite Donna song. Summer. No, Donna Summer, Bad Girls. Okay, there's no, there's not that bang one. bang beep beep. Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's fine. And those are your horrible scopes for this week. Remember, if you like what you got, um, you're. <laughs> I'm not working hard enough then. But if you would like to ask for a nicer or naughtier one for yourself or someone else, all you need to do is bribe me uh, by blowing smoke up my skirt. It's fine. I'll have these posted online at the end of the week. You know the usual. Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Discord. Assuming that Twitter's still a thing, you'll be able to find it that way by that point. That's a, that's a, that's a, yeah, we'll see how that plays out. Yes, I've got a Tumblr. I've had that for a while now. I'm on counter social now. <laughs> oh, well, good for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, Twitter is just going to shit. And I'm wondering how many people are going to end up suing. Twitter uh, is a dumpster fire, fire, and I have popcorn. I have popcorn, but I'm wondering how hard Elon Musk is going to get sued by Eli Lilly and companies like that after taking I'm their stock. I'm hoping really, really hard. You know, like, so hard that it would make, you know, a tree jealous. Yeah, but see, Eli Lilly isn't going to have enough money to hire, you know, Lawyers oh, they lost a fraction of a percent of, of their gross profits. Yeah, oh, all right. Trust me, companies like that always, always have money for lawyers, even if they have to lay off half their workforce to do it. Because right now we have our country functions on, our, our industry in our com- uh, country functions on capitalism, and it's unrestrained, and it's growing out of control. And where, how, how are they going to make money when it grows out of control? The same way it always does. You raise prices, you make a shittier product or service by cutting corners, you lay off as much labor as you can while forcing the labor that you have to work even harder for even less. And companies like this that do severe price gouging, like somebody was showing the price of their insulin in other countries versus what they sell it for in ours. And it's a fraction of what we pay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's because they have rules in place saying that you cannot take advantage of people that need life-saving medications such as insulin. So in other countries where you can pay, you know, 12 bucks, yeah, good luck here. 
That's why California is going to be making their own. Yep. Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to see Walmart brand insulin. Well, it only costs, I think when Shujin and I looked it up, it, depending on whether you got Hemolog or some other type, it came out to like $2.56 to two sixty-seven to make a vial, depending on whether you get the, the human made or the uh, analog. And, and that was somebody, something that somebody else pointed out, because uh, apparently there was an apology about how, or a half-assed apology explained that, well, the reason why uh, insulin in America is so expensive is because it's not the original recipe anymore. You know, it's it's essentially a new flavor. A new uh, flavor is what costs $2.65 a vial to make. Right, instead of a couple cents. So therefore, they mm-hmm. have to have the increased profits to cover for that increase. No, they don't. No, yeah. We, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, in programming, if I remember right, that's what's otherwise referred to as a fork off of the original code base. It's still the original code base. But, you know, the hell do I know? It's so cheap to manufacture. I mean, that's bottom line. Yeah. So let's deal with the elephant gun in the room. I did not put nearly all of the links that I could have for the news stories that kind of talk about this episode this week, but um, we need to kind of have a little bit of a discussion about this because this is, even though it is not religiously based, it is heavy-duty ideologically based. The Considering that we have multiple sources uh, you know, uh, in terms of the news industry reporting that churches and the church leaders were telling people that if you vote Democrat you're going to hell, that you know, only Republicans are chosen by God, that you know, that they were forcing their shit down their th- throat like that. Now, granted, this guy may not have been part of that, but the fact that it was in the news, period, may or may not have influenced this guy. We will never know unless he comes out and admits it, you know, that that that's the case, you know, assuming it's the truth. Yeah. But the point is, is that it's possible that people are hearing this and deciding to take shit into their own hands because, well, you know, that person's a Democrat. They're going to hell. We can't have them bring hell on earth. We have to save the children. So while the article that you're about to reference is politically motivated, there is the potential there that religion could have been behind it because solely because of what happened and the excuse that was given to validate the crime. That's the only reason I'm bringing it up. If it had been the opposite spectrum direction, I couldn't technically say that that was probable. Yeah. So there are a couple of news stories that have come up recently. Uh, The two that I specifically added into the show notes already was uh, first from uh, Cleveland.com. The headline is, Ohio woman tells dispatcher gunman killed her husband because, quote, he thought he was a Democrat, report said. The long and short of it is, at the time that I had last read the story, there was 
there is an otherwise unsure motive, but according to the 911 tape, I know it's not tape anymore, leave me alone, the call had that referenced. So, don't know what the hell's going on with some of these people. The other one, which was uh, a little bit of a surprise for me, was from uh, the Journal of Democracy. The article was The Rise of Political Violence in the United States, which does have a graph uh, about halfway down the page that shows the incidence of physical violence that has happened over the last oh crap i forgot how far back the the article uh the graph itself went but it had a, it had a couple of different uh couple of different line items one of which was for single line voters not sure exactly what that could have meant it could have been something like abortion or it could have been you know uh taxing on the upper class, middle class, lower class, whatever. Just single vote. But the the line that shows how much that's being attributed to the far right just goes very far down in the uh, 2013 area and then starts shooting up at an alarming rate. There's a there's a dip or two, and a slight leveling off, but it just keeps shooting up higher and higher, and it is terrifying to say the least. Nancy Pelosi's husband, the house was broken into. He was attacked by someone. We talked about that last week, or the week before. I forget exactly when it was. This one in Cleveland. A neighbor came over and shot his neighbor because he thought he was a Democrat. We've had, uh, now let's see if I remember right, a pipe bomb that was placed in front of the Democratic uh, headquarters in Washington, D.C. Uh, when the hell was that? It's been a, tr- people have said that it's, very likely someone who is already an elected official who probably did that from the surveillance footage, but but the incidence of fact of of physical violence, terroristic violence that have been attributed directly to the far right leading political spectrum people is simply alarming. It is not an alarmist to go ahead and say, there's reason to be afraid of these people. And yes, it's painting with a very wide brush on these people, but then again, to borrow something that I've used before, it's also safe to say that I wouldn't want my kid anywhere near a Catholic priest. I don't care how good they are. They're associated with a group that is known troublemakers. So the big question now is, like I put in the, like I put in the show, when the pendulum swings, 
and we know it does, we know it will, when the pendulum swings back the other way and reactions happen and self-defense is called in, what the hell are we looking at? Because that answer scares the living shit out of me. So now that I've dropped all that in your laps, let's have fun talking, shall we? Wait, we're not doing... I, I thought it was going to be show tunes tonight. Yeah, you thought wrong. <laughs> I can't be wrong. Oh yeah, you can. You just You just proved it. Because you are. I could prove it by saying, I'm drinking grape juice tonight. I can't be wrong. I have a verified dot on my Twitter handle. I'm never wrong. Well, I'm just hoping that things stay calm in Arizona. Um, they've had to have law enforcement hanging out in Maricopa County just because of terroristic threatening assholes. I don't understand why they don't just arrest those people. Because they're on the same side as a lot of those people. That can easily be part of it. Another part of it is, until and unless someone actually does something. Just their presence alone, just their words alone, is usually not enough to hold somebody or to even prosecute. It's the double-edged sword of the First Amendment here in the United States. I'm just wondering how long it's going to take before somebody gets attacked or hurt. People are already getting attacked and hurt. Well, I mean, that you know, where they're counting the votes in Maricopa County. Ah. Like, is it going to get bad enough that they're going to have to end up getting National Guard in there? That's a whole other ball of worms right there, isn't it? Carrie Lake is trying to get that started. Not the National Guard, but people, you know, doing shit. Because she's already saying that elections have been stolen, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there is that. Um, there is, uh, there's an interesting piece about this, though, that I, I, I want to hit you very specifically for. As someone who was military, if memory serves, don't, if, if you are honorably discharged, don't you typically have a, uh, a weapons license that no. kind of carries over? It doesn't. No. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, there's nothing that would prevent me from having a firearm and I'm not a felon or anything like that, but no, just because you're in the military doesn't automatically register you to carry. Okay. Oh, I thought there was a... I thought there was a thing. Mm-mm. Hmm. Not, in, not in this country, as, as far as I'm aware. Okay. Oh, shit. But having said that, <laughs> if anybody comes after me, you better bring some friends. Mm. Yeah, there is that. Okay, then changing the uh, the question. 
it would probably not be at all surprising if ex-military did decide that they were going to get weapon licensing so that they could keep specific weapons for themselves because, well, um, if you've seen combat, you're probably going to have a little bit of um, paranoia is not the right word for it, but you get the idea where I'm going on this, right? Yeah. But the thing with gun laws and things like that, I mean, even where I am here now, you don't have to have a license or be registered. You can just carry as long as you're not a convicted felon, but they don't stop people to check. Hey, are you a felon or not? Except for the people with darker skin tones. Well, yeah, but where I live in my county, we don't have a lot of darker skin tones. Yeah. Indiana in general doesn't. Now, Lake County, yeah, but the rest of the state, no. I think Indianapolis is about 30% African American, I think. It's not very diverse. Now where I am, it's probably about 7%. And part of the reason why I'm making that... Uh but most people in the military probably have weapons, and at least have been trained on them, and you know that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of weird is uh, where I work. I've heard more of the civvies and contractors talking about the guns they own than the military people talk about it. Well, we don't need to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, if the rest of the people nearby could just pick up, you know, read the room and go, Oh, look, here's the people who deal with guns every day. They're not talking about this shit. Maybe we shouldn't talk about it. Maybe we should go back to work. Yeah. And people wonder why I like to work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the whole alpha beta male thing. If you're an, if you are actually an alpha male, you don't need to tell the world that you're an alpha male. Oh, that one tweet from that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. That guy's a dick. <laughs> Nick Adams, I think his name is. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, listen, if you got to tell the world that your penis is ten inches long, your penis is not ten inches long, or you're in pornography, which in which case you can prove it. One of the two, okay? My no. penis is not ten inches long, okay? Besides, it's not length; it's girth that matters. true. Ask anybody that's ever had sex well, with me. No, that's a that's a very short list and one of them's dead. That doesn't bode well for my dick. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna We're just gonna say that you can make a horse happy. No or a pony happy. We'll say you can make a pony happy. No. No, we're not gonna we're not gonna say that at all. Anyway, um, Stephanie, yeah, by the way, guys over there in the chat, yes, I am, I am reading. I'm, I'm trying to keep up with, uh, with stuff and, and thinking and talking and whatnot. Uh, Stephanie just said, yeah, he's got to deal with me. So, I mean, you know, yeah. give the guy a break. Stephanie yeah. said, uh, Bureau of the Fifth Column was a quote contractor. He does not have a gun. 
He and his buddies joke amongst themselves that they do not need them. If anything goes down, there will be plenty left around. You know, there's, uh... There's truth in that statement. Yeah, there is. Hello, Bo. Look, I, I know how to safely check, you know, and see if something, see if certain types of firearms are loaded, if they have safeties, how to check the safety, see if it's on, so on, so on, so on. I know how to keep my finger off a trigger. That's easy. But if something goes down, I don't need to worry about a gun. I need to worry about a lot of different Yeah. The the word that I've got the word that I've got is uh there is a there is a concept that if you talk about something enough you can bring it into being. Now a lot of times people will attribute that to yeah there there are a lot of people that are attributed to you know if if you pray for something hard enough it'll come to you well we don't believe in praying to anything i know i'm speaking for all of us in this particular one but i'm pretty sure i'm, I'm right on this one you guys can stop me whenever i'm wrong on this one but the the possibility of there being something approaching quote-unquote, civil war gets closer and closer every time the right-wing fuck-nuggets go ahead, get on their high horse whenever a camera crew gets in front of them, and start saying, oh yeah, we're just going to have a civil war so we can clean all the, all, clean all the houses now. Why? You know, it's, it's, it's what it comes down to, to me. Why do you feel the need to be the alpha male? Because you're sure as shit not. Why, why instigate the possibility of a firefight? Murdering people, your own country people, for what? Because they don't agree with you? On an idea, I cannot. I, I I simply cannot explain the ludicrous nature of exactly that. And it keeps happening time after time after time after time. Whenever somebody goes to one of these Trump rallies, which fortunately, by the way, are getting smaller and smaller and smaller every time, so. Seal of approval from me on that angle. Well, what's going to happen, man? If something breaks out with the populace, who comes, who comes out? At the local level, it's the police. Some police forces have SWAT. I I was trying to find a different word for it, but I mean, it's really what it comes down to. But when you've got 
when you've got factions that far and away exceed policing, when you've got legitimate firefights that might break out, and it's not civil war, for first thing, who comes out? Is that really the National Guard at that point? Because best as I remember, the actual military military is disallowed from from coming in and, and doing anything on a civil level. Well, if it gets bad enough, then yeah, the National Guard would come out. They would have to. In a way, politics is a war. It's a battle. It's a game. It's a lot of things. It all depends on your perception of it, what you're taught, how much you understand the workings of it. I mean, there's the, the understanding the basics, and then there's understanding all the little granular controls and, and things that happen behind the scenes. And for some people who are involved in politics, it's a war for them. You know, it's a it's a real battle. And the emotional investment, you know, they, they have that on par with their time and energy and all the sacrifices that they had to make, whatever the case might be for whatever time and energy they put into it. That's a real thing for them. For other people, it's, uh, hey, let's spin the wheel and see what we get on the roulette wheel, you know? And, and they take the same approach to, well, what happens if we vote this person? Well, let's go vote this person and see what happens kind of mentality. There are literally people who play with politics like that. I have met them. So I know they exist. They may not be a lot of them, but I know they exist. And for some, it's a religious battle. Especially on the conservative uh, side of the aisle. If very, it, it, they literally feel it is a battle for their souls and the souls of the people in the country and the country and all the unborn baby. I, I mean, to them, it's if, if they vote for Trump, they think they're actually helping other people. And of course, then there are the other ones who have drank the Kool Aid and just, you know, they're part of the cult of personality. And their cult says, you do this. Well, they better do it, otherwise they could lose, you know, their friends and their connections and their livelihood. You know, so for them, it's life-threatening, life as they know it, you know, because life constantly changes. So yeah, there, there's a real aspect there of well, you're a Democrat. Oh my God, you know, stay away from my kids. Don't come around my house. Don't talk to me ever again. You know, I can't have you, you know, upending our lives. You know. And and you know how I know this. Because we atheists experience the same damn thing. It scares me. You know? If there was more logical, rational approach to politics, if we kept the religion out of it, like we're supposed to, okay, and if cooler heads were to prevail instead of people who, oh, oh, hey, this person's been caught lying. Okay, get get rid of them. 
but we instead we're getting this person's lying and a lot of people feel comforted by that lie, so they're gonna keep supporting it. It's like, no, stop. I mean, I like what they have to say, but it's wrong. It's incorrect. It's factually inaccurate. Forget whether or not it's true or false. It's factually inaccurate. There's empirical evidence proving the proving the inaccuracy of the statement. Or there's no evidence at all that their statement to be true. Let's move on and, and make a better place. Don't do that. For lots of reasons. Sometimes just out of pure laziness. And to that I say, drink up. Yeah. Because a lot of those decisions to continue to affect us in the next many decades. You like chocolate? You like coffee? Enjoy it while you got it. Because it might become so expensive that only Elon Musk can pay for it. Eh, not for very much longer. <laughs> One hopes. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole other thing. But you get my point. Yeah. At least I think... Did I make a point? My brain just farted. Holy shit. I, I gotta stop doing this stuff at like midnight. So, we, we need it earlier. I'm, I'm getting too old, man. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Joseph, let me, let me pull you in very specifically on this one because I think that, um, I think that you would very likely agree with me on this one that what tech's saying about if only cooler heads would prevail. That, to me, says exactly the same thing that we keep talking about. If you don't have a good quality education, if you don't learn how to analyze stuff for yourself, you simply fall, keep falling into the same trap of becoming reactionary to whoever is smart enough to push your buttons, right? Well, as long as you're willing to have your buttons pushed. Oh, good point. I didn't, I mean, think, it, you know, I didn't think of it in those terms. Shit, yeah, that's right. Some of those buttons are pleasurable. Not in this particular mm. case. Well, I was thinking of that G-spot. Now is not the time. The, the, the point that I'm going for, though, is... The, the position that we're in now, where there is threats of violence for people who don't agree on topics. If there was better quality education to where people could understand, all right, we've got differings of opinions. Let's find out how to how to figure out which one's better, which one's worse, which one's right, which one's wrong, that would very easily solve so much of the threat of violence back and forth, no? Well, violence is only an option after reason and expired. But if you don't pass by reason, then... 
that doesn't even seem to be part of the question. That is part of the problem right there, isn't it? Because yeah, people reacting. Yeah, well the but the the problem that I'm thinking is if if violence is the is the final step after reason fails, these people who like I was saying before, go to these Trump rallies who are calling for violence as like the the immediate second step. First step. Well, no, the first step is do you agree with me? If the answer to that then goes to the second step. No, are you going to comply? Not to agree with me. You know what? My way or the highway. And if the if it's the highway then you're you're an outsider and you're prone to uh we can do whatever we want with you. You know what? I take it back. I will I will definitely reconsider it that in, in those terms. And I uh, I would I would very likely end up siding with you on this one. Because I would like to believe that it would be You know how bad it is for me that my nickname is DJ Cynic and yet I keep trying to look for the good in people. Even if I know it's not gonna have happen, I keep going looking for it. I keep thinking that these people, even though they are as wherever the hell it is where they are, I still would like to believe that it would be a they won't fire the first metaphorical shot. But it it really is a matter of that there there is no warning shot. Their presence alone is the warning shot. And if you're not compliant to their very existence, well, you're the enemy and you do, you don't deserve anything other than other than to be cold. God, it scares me and it pisses me off all at the same time. I'm sorry, you were going to say? Yeah, it's just uh, 100% reaction. God, I hate that about the society I live in right now. How many how many times have I have I said that that the United States is more reactionary than I'm sorry. I'm the alcohol aside I knew going into it that I was going to be really worried about my emotional state dealing with this particular topic. Because we just had our Mrs. Day. Um, my grandfather was in World War II. My father-in-law was in World War II. Um, my uncle was in Vietnam. Um, 
My brother was uh, flying A-10s in the Dust Bowl. Joey was in the Dust Bowl. You know, so... um I'm trying very, I'm trying very hard to hold, uh, a lot of, a lot of myself together for this one because <sighs> how did Hawkeye put it? That between war and hell, war is worse because presumably the people that have gone to hell deserved it. And war is simply filled with a whole bunch of innocence. And that's what these people are trying to bring about. They're threatening open warfare for no other reason other than there's a disagreement in how best you know what? It's not even that. I was going to say how best to bring the fo- bring the country forward societally for the benefit of as many people as possible. But it isn't even that. It's not even that. The far right want power, want to have the ability to abuse that power. They want to keep others from having power or even equality, equity, at the threat of death. Because they don't want these people, they want their leader, decider, providers um, to have power over them, but they don't want anybody else. Any other competing power is seen as a threat to their own existence. Yeah. And it's very instinctive. Um, no cognition required. Because at our base, you know, uh, the, the human brain, it's, it's an exceptional it's exceptional that pattern recognition, so. That's true. Uh, anything that doesn't match to anything already programmed in there, uh, is seen as a threat. And if somebody lacks the ability or the will to consider other options and compare them to reality, then, uh, well, what other option is there? It really isn't. Humans are crafted for being paranoid first and investigate second. We've learned to either equalize or shift that balance over time.
it still pisses me off to no end that there are groups, never mind individuals, who can simply keep crying wolf over and over and over. And not only has nothing happened to, as far as to punishment, and it doesn't have to be legal, it could be civil, but societally, it's like banging your head against a wall, man. They're crying wolf again. Yeah, but there's this thing. There's this new thing. Yeah, but they're crying wolf again. Yeah, but see, there's this new thing. This is a new thing. But they're crying wolf again. It's exactly the same thing as the last times. But no, man, this is a new thing. It's not new. It's just being presented in a different aspect. Uh, it's like when I used to work retail, and somebody didn't like the answer I gave. Like, you know, hey, is this VHS in stock? No, I'm sorry. We phased out VHS. We only carry DVDs now. Oh, well, you still have some in the back, right? No, we, we got rid of the entire stock. We don't have a single VHS tape in the building. We have gone straight to DVD only. Oh, well, do you think you'll get more VHS in? They, they, see, they don't want to accept the answer that you're not going to find a VHS tape anymore. Not in that store. You have to go somewhere else. But because that answer is unsettling to them, they keep trying to find a way to get you to say that something that they want to hear. So it doesn't matter how many different ways I say, we don't carry VHS. We don't have what you're looking for. I'm sorry, but you're either going to have to switch to DVD and accept that, or move on somewhere else. But the option that you want is not available. And they don't want to hear it. They want me to say something else. And it's not just that. I mean, uh, paper shredders. You know, why should I have to buy oiling sheets to take care of paper shredders? Well, because if you use the bottle, most people tend to overoil and burn out there and you destroy the motor. It's like, but why do I need these sheets? Well, to prevent the wear and tear from burning out the motor. So you're saying it's going to break. All mechanical items eventually break down. You put oil in your car. See, they don't want to hear that. They just don't want to buy extra stuff. They want to hear that what they're buying in the box is going to work the way it should from you know, day one to however long they have it. It's never going to break. They don't want to hear about preventative care and maintenance and shit. Because no is, is an unacceptable answer. Yeah, I've noticed that. I grew up when no was expressed. It meant no. Not maybe later. Not uh, next week. Not yes, but not right now. Because no doesn't mean any of those things. No means no. Okay? And you know, it doesn't matter what movie you saw, what book you read, no means no. End of story. End of list. But I've noticed that a lot of people were being told when they should have been told no, they weren't told no. And I hear that stated out of a lot of the conservative side of the party more than the progressive. 
doesn't mean it's wrong. But they're the ones talking the most about it in my current area. Uh, when referring to younger generations. And I look at somebody who's my age and, and they have that. And I say, really? So tell me, did you tell your kids no? When you should have? Well, not all the time. Then you're part of the problem. Quit bitching about it. Well, you know how it is. Sometimes you want to make them happy. It's like, no, 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 no. If you're telling them, if you need to tell them no to help raise them right, you didn't do so, then that's on you. Stop yelling at everybody else. Admit that you were part of the problem and go take corrective action the best you can. It's not too late. Yeah. You know, I blame participation trophies for this shit. And I'm I'm moderate on most things and progressive on a lot of things. I have some liberal leanings. And I still think participation trophies were a bad idea. I still, you know, I spanked my son. I had to. He was going through a part in a phase and he turned to violence. And when you say violence doesn't stop violence, obviously you never had to defend yourself. I mean like, life or death, defend yourself. Kind of thing. Because if somebody's coming at you with intent to kill, yeah, you do what you need to to survive. You don't stand there and go, violence isn't the... People say that usually wind up dead. So, and to those who have lost somebody to Violence is not good. But when my son kicked my mother, that's paddling. Not because she's a woman, but we don't hit family. We don't hit people in general. And he didn't understand, truly understand, the pain of being hit. I gave him a spanking, I remember. I still, I personally felt like crap at the end of it. I felt horrible that what I had done. But it worked. So taking and, that, taking that, yeah. and the question now becomes, if consequences are what's needed to get the collective peoples to understand that what they're doing is abjectly wrong. What does that look like? Well, if we ask uh, Elon Musk... Uh, we're not. The... We're not. No. We're, no. Was, no. Was... No. No. Zip that. The question is a serious one. And I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go anywhere entertaining on this one. The reason it wasn't actually this was a serious statement, believe it or not. I was not about to make a joke. I'm sorry for my tone of voice may have given okay. that. And I'm posting the link in chat, by the way. Uh 
is an example of actions having consequences because of everything that's been going on with Twitter, with Elon Musk basically being the driving force of all this crap taking place. The advertising agencies are actually leaving Twitter. So in his case, the consequences of his actions are lost ad revenue with major corporations. The kind of thing that even though Twitter was not making a lot of profits, it was kind of keeping them afloat. And that same revenue is now decreasing. There's a young girl who was in college. I say was because she was recently arrested, she got out on bail, and now the college has banned her from ever coming back, who got blind, stinking drunk. She did not take the responsibility of limiting and moderating her alcoholic intake. And And in her state, I don't care how you want to spin it, but while she was in that state, she attacked a student uh, who was working an event and called her racist names. And that girl, the, the, the drunk girl was arrested. She was charged. Uh, she, that school has banned her from ever coming back. The company she was working for uh, as an internship, I believe it was, booted her out. And because the internet doesn't forget things, part of the repercussions of her actions are, this is going to stay around and haunt her. Even if she goes to rehab, gets better, if she becomes a better person uh, from this experience, first off, congratulations if she manages to do that. A lot of people don't, but I, I hope she can. It'll still follow her because she's hoping to get into the business world and advertising world and marketing and all that. Guess what? Those people have long, they look into backgrounds and stuff. So she basically ruined that kind of career field. These are repercussions for actions. You know, if I go onto my neighbor's lawn and they have a no trespassing sign and then they call to have me, the police to have me removed from their property, that's a repercussion for my action. We've forgotten how to hold people accountable and in what right ways to do so. Okay. You, you do make a fair point. I'm, apologize for getting on you straight away. It's okay. Thank you. I know because I've been doing a whole thing about how hilarious certain shit's been going down. But you know, that's another key point. Uh, how do we measure our response? Obviously, finding out somebody's on a different, different part of a political spectrum or a different religious belief that, you know, you don't go and shoot that person. That, that's wrong. Period. End of conversation. You know, that's a bad thing. That's that's not even a repercussion. That that's just wrong. You know. But when it does come down to the repercussions, how do we as a society determine what's you know, general consensus, voting, things like that? But a lot of people aren't speaking up. I mean, this last voting round, a lot of people were speaking up. And I, for one, am very happy for that. I was, 
I was one of those people that was very proudly on social media whenever somebody was saying, you know, thank, uh, you know, thank, thank the younger voters for coming out and just like, yep, that would be my son and me because we both did it together because that's what family does. My statement is, I don't care what side of you you're on, go vote. Yep. No, I took mine to go vote. <laughs> yep. As soon as mine is ready, I'd, I'd love to be there the day of his first vote. But then and again, mine, mine's run for a delegate as well, and, and uh, got elected for that last time, too. What I will do is, first time he goes and votes, I'm going to tell him the same thing that my mother told me that was told to her by her mother. When you're done voting, if somebody asks you who you voted for, the answer is, none of your business. Now, you may say that's harsh. You may say it's mean. You, may, you could say, oh, well, maybe you should say instead that uh, I don't really want to I don't feel comfortable talking about that. It's like, sure. But people have kind of forgotten that it's really none of their damn business. It really is. It is none of your damn business who I vote. You know, sure, I mentioned I voted across Democratic lines. It doesn't mean I voted for the people you think I did. Because you, know, you can write in for certain things. But the point is, is that it's still none of their business. You know, it's like when you're at home, okay, you're not feeling good, and you're sick. You go to the doctor, you find out what's wrong with you. You tell your boss, hey, man, or lady, whatever, uh, I can't come in. I'm sick. I'm taking time off. I'll be out. And your boss goes, what are you sick with? It's none of their damn business. You're sick. You're out. Have a nice day. It's none of their damn business. Now, if you bring it into the office and get other people sick, <laughs> uh, yeah, you might need to work with it. But it's truly none of your business. Just, it, it, you know, and, and I don't, it, to me, he could vote completely opposite side of what I voted for or who I voted for. And I would not feel compelled to have him tell me and justify his decision. I don't mind people coming up and going, hey, I want you to vote for my candidate. Here's why. That's great. Okay? You know, you're out there. You're doing your thing. Whether I agree with you or disagree with you, great. When you come up to me and go, did you vote for my candidate? You should vote. For, you know, you should have. You know, if you haven't, you need to go back in there and correct your mistake. Back off, dickhead. That's voter intimidation on the very light end of the spectrum, in my opinion. Yeah. <sighs> and that, and you know, that's a repercussion for getting in my face and trying to Get no, into I got, my business. No, I I got you. I get you. 
But my response, my level of response, will be completely based on how that person asks me that question. If they've got that wide-eyed look, they look like they might have a little screw loose going on upstairs, I might not even answer. I might just, you know, exit stage left and get the hell out of there. Um, I'll get you there. See, but the the problem that I'm running into for myself, the people who, again, who have especially been advocating for, not even going to talk about the ones who have actually committed, but have been advocating for violence. What what can you really do? Because like I said, unless something is actually done, you can hide behind the First Amendment and what the hell is anybody going to be able to do about it? Yeah, that's the difficult part with our level of freedom of speech. And I say level because there are countries that have freedom of speech as well. But then they have freedom of speech but, you know, like in Germany, they have a level of freedom of speech, but you do not go out there dressed like, you know, a Nazi doing the salute and saying, Hail Hitler. Oh, that's going to get you in jail pretty damn quick. Assuming the general public doesn't beat the shit out of you first. As an aside, by the way, did you see the news article where somebody had actually, I, I forget where the hell it was. Yes, now. it was for Halloween. So... The validation, here's an excellent example of trying to figure out, having a hard part figuring out whether or not there needs to be repercussions for this action. So a kid gets dressed up for Halloween as Hitler. His justification of this well, is... Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. What age, give or take? Uh, he was college-aged. Okay, wanted to make sure okay. that we got that. So so it wasn't like it was a little kid getting dressed up by his parents. This was a, a young adult making his own decisions for himself. Now, his justification was he was trying to dress up for Halloween as the scariest thing he could think of. And he the scariest thing he could think of was Hitler. Now, if I remember correctly, I might be misremembering this, I think he said he did pick Hitler because of a Jewish heritage. I could be wrong. Okay. But, you know, speaking as a you know, Jew, non-practicing, non-believing. Um, yeah, Hitler was pretty damn scary. Uh, in fact, my family nearly avoided getting uh, completely wiped off the map on my mother's side of the family. So, um, yeah, that really is a The thought of Hitler or Nazis you know, being there in public, walking around and being socially acceptable and everything else. Yeah, that actually is a terrifying thought for me because I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in the supernatural or any of that. But Hitler was truly a real monster. So was many other leaders. And he could have chosen a different tyrant from a different age and been successful in that thought process. But with what's going on 
right now around the world and everything else, he used poor judgment in selecting Hitler. Now, whether he was trying to use that justification as a get-out-of-jail-free card, thinking, ha-ha, I can do this and put one over on somebody on him at multiple levels, or he was actually being honest in his statement, only he will know that because we can't read minds. The general public lost their freaking mind over it, as the general public is wont to do in large groups, especially on social media, which helps reinforce narcissists' tendencies. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I really hate social media at this point in my life. Um, anyway, they lost their collective minds. Um, his friends apparently didn't exercise good judgment in taking him saying, going, hey, man, this is not a good idea. Maybe you should stay indoors. You know, something like that. But anyway, uh, yeah, so, like, they, um, they doxed them. Although I don't think it was that hard because he wasn't really hiding his face. And he kind of was reported by people local to him. Yeah. Um, it wasn't exactly hiding. No. So I guess uh, a, a very loose definition, a variation of dox. But yeah, so. They made everything known. The video made uh, popular. Uh, the pop internet made it popular, and like his life was trashed. Said lost job, the whole nine yards. You know, how far do we take this shit? There used to be a time before the internet when somebody did something really stupid, they paid the price for it, but then they were allowed to move on with their life and grow into being. We have many cases over and over and over again where somebody made a stupid decision especially as a kid and the internet just wouldn't let it go 10-20 years later you know, and this person's trying to get their life together They're like I'm not that person anymore I've you know here's what I've been doing with my life you know and so on and so on and so on you know it was a terrible time in my life I've changed for the you know, but the internet doesn't let it die to somebody else who's seeing the video or, or picture for the first time, that person's now a bad person in their head. Maybe other countries kind of have it right in the ability to say, hey, Google, yeah, forget my stuff. There's something to be said for a lot of that. But like you were saying before, where each flip of the coin is always a 50-50, which actually is more like 49 and 98, 49, 98. I know, because there's an ultra-slim chance it can but, land on the edge. But, yeah. but, I think there is something to be said for the reaction for this situation, which is effectively a giant societal dude read the room. Because at this point, if we have access to as much information as we have, why would anybody think that this was a good idea? I mean, look, there, there's a lot of bad decision making. Yeah. Especially when alcohol's involved. You know, especially when you're a kid. Feeling very cold. Especially if you go right to now. college. You know, you're out on your own, whatever. But we have to be given a chance to learn from those mistakes. Now, some do. Like I said before, some people learn from their mistakes and grow into better people for it. And then we have people like 
Trump. <laughs> yeah. Where, yeah. Or people that have decided, you know, they're gonna just do what they're spoon fed to told to do. And if there's repercussions, well, you know, it was expected. Which is great when there's other repercussions that they weren't expecting, and then their mind gets blown by, what? Huh? I was wrong? Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's... The problem... The problem is twofold, really, when it comes down to it. It's the individuals who are not thinking, and that is a whole... That is that is a whole drive up to be able to get to that point. And then the other side of it is the people who have put safety bumpers in the way to funnel these people to an end point that they want them to get to. The manipulators. The people who say, Stand back and stand by. You know? Yeah, there should have been repercussions for that statement. Yeah, there should have been. If he had stopped that stand stand down and left it at that. But he didn't even say that. No, no. Exactly. He told him essentially, be ready to go at my drop of my hat. Well, let's let's there make should sure, have been well, a repercussion for that. Well, let's hold on a second. Let's make sure that we've we've got this clarified. The expression that was said was stand back and stand by. It was never a Okay, let's make sure that we've got this. Bridget in mm-hmm. in in military parlance, if you are given a directive to stand down what is that technically meaning? Excuse me. Standing down is to go back to as you were and you know, assume that there are no hostilities that are going to take place or anything else. You know, you're done. That's not what Trump said. Okay. The- if you stand by, then you're being ready for action. So it goes to the difference of chill out, relax, everything's going to be okay, to be ready to engage at any moment. At least when we were on standby, that's what that was. They would have standby recalls and, you know, we'd have 30 minutes to go wherever it was that they said we needed to go and be ready to move out. So people, and that's like what standby is, yeah. And that's what he was told them to do was stand by to engage later if I need you to. That's why that I heard it. And you are actually militarily trained. Mm-hmm. Versus so many of these people who had been. You know, I want to say not, but more and more of what we're finding out is that 
there were a number of people who actually were in some way, whether themselves directly or from those who had been. Mm-hmm. Well, I think his word choice was deliberate, and I think that it was interpreted exactly how he meant it. I think that's what brought us J6. So what would happen? What would happen if military vets like yourself who who believe in the oath that they took to protect the Constitution against all threats, both foreign and domestic, as we would expect that they should, and I know it's it's being a little bit of a, it, I'm I'm kind of expecting a lot. What happens if they're all armed? What happens if they are the ones that that they're at the ready? It it scares the living shit out of me that the the concept that these meal team six type groups would go out there and think, you know what, let's let's go on out there, let's let's go ahead. I got my I got I got my zip ties, I got I got my balclava over my face. Here we go. Up 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 and the guys who actually know what the hell they're doing are just like, okay, everything ready? Everything's clear. All right, let's go. You could imagine happen. yourself doing that? Could you imagine yourself doing that? Me? Following orders like that. Actually enacting somebody else's will. Because that's basically what they're doing. They're, they're waiting for orders. I used to make people wait for the orders when I worked food service. Oh. It depends on the situation. Yeah. I know full well. I I I have never touched a military weapon before. I well, it's, it's, I have never touched a functioning military weapon before. But I have You're touched my the table. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm, I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. Mm. As, as a civilian, I, I don't believe that I would be able to do what military folks are trained to have to do. Bridget, the, the question is really more in, in line for you. What, uh, Joseph, ask, ask it again because I'm going to screw it up. Ask what again? Sorry. What, what you were asking. Um, would I obey an order? Yeah. Would you, could you imagine yourself doing that and acting, waiting for somebody else's order to attack? Yeah. I mean, like, 
Let's see how I can frame this. I would not have participated in J6 because I knew that that was usurping the Constitution right there. But had I been there at the building and seen people trying to break in that way, and I had been armed, I would not have had any problem shooting any of those people. Oh, no, but okay. Um, maybe I should clarify because they, I mean, self-defense is pretty bloody clear. Okay. Yeah. But, um, you know, somebody comes to you and tells you, Oh, those people are our enemy. Get ready to attack. No, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Well, that's completely other context. And that, that was basically what I was asking. Shushan. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't. But if I'm in the military and I'm given orders to do X, Y, or Z and I'm acting in that capacity, then I follow those orders unless they're unlawful. But I was trained to do that. They train you to do that when you go to basic training. That's why they do crazy things like, you know, turn on all the lights at 2 a.m. and bang on the lockers and make you jump into the shower and then immediately get out or run to the day room with a mattress on top of your head or whatever to teach you to follow those orders. And they do that because if you're in a situation where you hesitate, people could die. Joseph, go ahead now. Well, that's up to the people who are giving you orders. It's not you deciding that. Basically, um, they're training you to uh, give up your... uh, You know, normally the expression is suspension of disbelief um, when it comes to um, when it comes to considering uh, apologists or things like that. But um, I'd like to take the same tool and apply it a little more globally. Uh, suspension of um, autonomy, basically. As I've understood they want to train you to abandon all second thought on any order and just to obey. In a way, break you. As I've understood it, and and Bridget, I I do want you to go ahead and correct me after, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make this as quick as I can. Uh, as I've understood it, the rationale for doing that kind of training. So that you just follow the orders is because there can be times and there may very easily be a time where the level, the level of rapidity, the, the quickness that you respond could be the difference between saving people's lives and allowing them to come to harm because mm-hmm. there was not enough speed in in reaction yeah i mean one you don't want people to my point is you're allowing somebody else to decide this for you you're not deciding this yourself it's training you to allow somebody else to decide for you what's best for you and what's best for everybody else it basically when you dig down far enough that's that's about what you'll find at the bottom of the rabbit hole Yes. It is, but it's situational, though. It, it, yeah, there's it, a it, saying. It doesn't matter. That's what, it, it's what you're doing. Well, there's a saying. Uh, he who has whether a. You, 
whether it's up to you whether you want to put yourself in that situation or not, letting somebody else decide for you. Well, there's a saying, he who hesitates, he who hesitates is lost. And the reason why they're trying to break you when you go into the military and build you back up is that way, if the shit does hit the fan, you don't freeze. Yeah, but that's still somebody else deciding for you what's best for you. But. And everybody else. Yes, but. And ultimately themselves. Yes, but. I know, I know full well, I've got this, I've got somebody in my head from back when I was in junior high school that's saying anything after yeah, but is bullshit. It's in this particular case. No, it's not. Yes, you're right. But a, it's voluntary. B, it's done by people typically who have had experience where this is a necessary, a necessary training. Now again, if if I'm wrong or if I need if if it needs better nuance, Bridget, by all means give it, because uh I am I am a civilian through and through. I don't know. I can only go by how I've interpreted what I've heard over the years. Well, I mean in a military situation you do have to have some discipline and you do have to you know, react without overthinking. Because if you freeze and you overthink, then you could have a lot more people die, or yourself. And sometimes you will have to make you know split second decisions, but you know you have to do that anyway when you're driving on ice and you know your car goes sideways. You have to make a you know split second correction. Oh no, I've never had that happen before. Mm. Nothing but again, you see what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. My 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 entire point is that um, you know it, you know it doesn't matter. It's, you know, it's up to you to decide whether somebody else knows better than you or not. You know, whether it's like every time I go to the doctor, um, I have to abandon my doubts and everything to their to their their better judgment because you know they don't you know shit I don't. Um, but when it comes to, but it all comes back to the context of, uh, like for example, in a situation of self-defense, I would be more prone to, um, to suspend my judgment and follow somebody else who knows better than me, that kind of thing. But when it comes to attacking somebody else, Well, I'm going to have questions about who I'm attacking. That's fair. I'm not just going to uh, blindly obey and wait for orders. I'm going to, because like it's, um, you know, I've got somebody else acting on me and I'm reacting, but in, a, in another military context, if I'm, if, if I'm asked to um, make the first step and attack another country, well, I have tons of questions. As you should. I'll be right back. P Okay, fair enough. By the time he gets back, uh, we're going to have to see about uh, closing up shop anyway. Um, 
well, it's gone. Uh, Deck, do you have anything last second uh, to quickly finish off with? Because we got uh, just crossed over the top of the hour. Um, just a call for moderation, man. Look, your religious leaders have are not supposed to have a say in politics. If they want to stay in politics, they have to give up their tax-free status. There was a financial agreement between the country and religions in this country. And if you don't want to uphold it, you got to take the hit. Now, the problem is we haven't been holding them to that. We need to start doing so. So that way that the repercussions are real. If I sound tired, it's because I'm tired. <laughs> um, Can't imagine why. So it's like telling a kid who steals a cookie, "Look, if you steal that, if you steal another cookie, I'm gonna have to slap your hand or give you a spanking." And you go steal another cookie. Go. What did we just talk about? What you did was wrong. Don't steal any more cookies. And then they go steal another cookie, and you never. Punish them the way you said you were going to. They don't learn. Then they didn't learn. You failed to educate them properly. And our country needs to provide some re-education to religion, and that is stay out of politics and we'll stay out of your religion. And for anybody who says that same-sex marriage is, is uh, a religious topic, no, it's not. It's a societal topic, sure. But it is not a religious topic. Religion just, they stuck their two cents into the damn thing. Now, how do I know this? Because the government never tried to say, well, hey, your church is going to have to marry these two guys, or these two women, because we say so. They never said that. They're going to legalize it and make it recognized as a legitimate bonding of two consenting adults so that they would have the same legal rights and benefits as a man and a woman do when they get married. And they could have done that through the justice of the peace. There is that. So I think we need to, you know, Twitter's being held accountable. You've got Chipotle, you've got General Mills, General Motors, the Oreo cookie maker company. You know, they're they're taking their money and going, you know, we're not really thinking we should be doing some annual contracts anymore. Maybe we should stop spending. That's a repercussion and a good one. So when you have somebody, regardless of what stance they're on the political agenda, try to storm a building, there's repercussions for that. Kill your neighbor because you disagree with their political standpoint, there's repercussions for that. But we need to get the people who make the major impacts to pay the repercussions for their actions. 
using the general public to storm a building. Bridget, any last quickie that you got? No. Nothing. Okay. Uh, Joseph, did you by any stretch get back yet? I'm going to take that as a no because it's still a mute. Um, I'll do one. I'll give him, I'll give him a couple seconds, uh, afterwards. Uh, for me, the, the quick and dirty for me to wrap this all up is I'm scared. I'm still scared. I was scared in 2016 this time. I'm still scared now. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot less. And the scare has shifted a lot. In some ways, it's kind of paired off into two different pieces. The active, because I'm worried about what could potentially happen personally or to individuals. And the longer term, which is still the whole, you know, if we had if we had people who were better educated long term, we wouldn't have these problems. But for now, all I can do is just watch. All I can do is watch from the sidelines and hope. And keep doing what we're doing right now, which is hope that our voices get out there. And maybe somebody will think that it's worth listening to. You know, somebody other than you folks who are with us now, because we cherish you. Seriously, we do. We don't have very many people that pay attention to us, so, you know, thank you. Joseph uh, is still going to be away, so unfortunately I'm going to have to see about uh, wrapping up and we'll have him pop in uh, in a couple of seconds. So, folks, as always, thank you very much for being with us. We hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and you got something to think about for the week ahead. Uh, normally I'd get to Joseph, but I'll, I'll, oh, there you are. So, let's go ahead and say, uh, well, in this case, good morning. So, Joseph, thanks for being able to make it. You take care of yourself and um, you're not going to be, uh, you don't have to be traveling back and forth again right now, right? You don't have to go be going oh. back out to the castle. You're You're done for a bit. Oh God, yeah, in winter, no way. So, um, uh, yeah, but I just backed across on the street every day. Fair enough. As always, so you all take care. You too. And again, thanks for being able to make it. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, sir. Tech, you two men, be good, be safe, and um, don't. Test any nine volt batteries on your tongue again. I didn't do that tonight. Well, there's something. Seriously, though, you take care of yourself, and I'm glad you're able to make it, man. You take care. You too. Uh, Bridget, before I get to you, I completely forgot that I lost track of where I was with everything because reasons. Live chat, guys, thank you. Uh, Stephanie, Seeker, hi. I did see you over there. I didn't get the chance to, to say anything, so 
Hi. And uh, Felis, of course, you know, thank you. Thank you guys so much. Bridget, um, who's your target for tonight? Very like. She's still screaming, election fraud, this is rigged, blah, blah, blah. She'd just go fuck right off and then go fuck off some more. It sounds like a good plan right there. It sounds like a really good plan right there. Uh, I'm going to back that one up with um, Mitch McConnell. Because when he was no longer the Senate Majority Leader, he decided he was going to pick up the Twitter handle of, uh, what was it, Senate Leader? Just so that he could still feel good about himself, that he had a position of authority and power? Yeah. I, Narcissist! Yeah, I can't wait for him to finally age out of the population. Which is arguably the nicest way of saying, you know, the unalive word. So, yeah, we'll go with that. Anyhow, thank you, everybody. Of course, glad you're able to make it. We will be back again uh, next week. Actually, come to think of it, I need to check what is the calendar looking like for the upcoming. Uh, let's see. American Thanksgiving is not until next week. And after that, oh, we're going to have a small problem. Because we're going to have two weeks off in December. Because... Christmas Day and New Year's Day both fall on a Sunday. Ain't no way I'm keeping myself sober for both of those. Because, uh, just not. I don't know that we'll do anything otherwise to keep everybody occupied, but we'll, we'll see where it takes us. We'll see where it takes us. Regardless, you all take good care of yourselves. Please. Be safe, be healthy. Um, the weather is turning. It's getting colder. Please be attentive to your driving. And since we are coming into the holiday shopping seasons, please start planning on parking further away than you normally would if you need to go shopping somewhere. An extra 30 seconds of walking really isn't going to make the difference. But you really don't need to fight somebody for a parking space. Just don't get in the middle of that. So, till next week, at the very least next week, I wish you all, as always, the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well, my lady, too damn many years later. I am still in love. Matane Fuji. I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. And until the next time we're together, everybody, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.